0: Welcome back to Sweat and Grime, everybody. This is your host, Brian. And on the phone...
1: is it, Rick.
0: We've got Rick. And you may ask, why is he on the phone? Well, Rick, do you want to you wanna tell your tale?
1: I have attracted the vid.
0: Yes, COVID. the vid. It's caught officially vid. here.
1: Yeah, it's made it to Michigan. It how... And, uh, it hasn't been fun the past 10 days, man. It's been pretty rough. So,
0: so I think we ought to, uh, I think we can just call this episode down with the sickness because, um, Rick contracted <laughs> COVID what last week or was it the beginning of this week?
1: Uh, last roughly about last Tuesday.
0: Oh yeah, it was last week. So, <laughs> yeah. so he got it last week and he came over ironically to record one of the podcasts ended up giving it to my wife and then my wife gave it to me. And so we are now all down. Rick is officially, are you back in, are you back in action yet? Or are you
1: still, I'm I'm just finally out of quarantine. I'm finally just starting to feel more myself. Um, past 10 days. Um, still got the aches and pains and stuff like that, but overall I'm, I'm back in the workforce.
0: So when are are you officially out of quarantine?
1: I was out of quarantine uh, Saturday.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, Melissa, my wife, is in quarantine until I think Thursday of this week, and then yep. I'm going to be in quarantine for like another four four days. I think. So right. it's a really good time.
1: Uh, lot of bleaching, lot of cleaning, yeah, everything. You know, so it's just been just been different, man. It's been hard on the body, and you know, it was pretty wild. Like last <coughs> Wednesday. I think that's when I called you last Wednesday. We just got tested. And the day before, one of my good friends, Nick, was on put on the ventilator. And I seen it on Facebook, And I was like, damn, Nick ain't doing too good. So then the next day, when we go get tested, like I find out the same day my buddy dies on the ventilator. So my wife was just kind of like dripping balls. We're kind of looking around. I mean, obviously, it affects everybody differently. But what really got it, dude? But uh, we decided that we were going to cook some steaks. Like, we were feeling under the weather. Nothing, you know, chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese just wasn't cutting it. Or steak, right. You know, so I, I'm like, screw it. Let's cook some steaks. And I get the steaks out. And, like, everything's done. And I'm a pretty good steak cooker, you know. And I can go bite into this fucking thing. And I can't taste it. And I'm like, dude, these steaks taste like shit. And this was <laughs> This was the day of when we got you know covid and i was like and i was just i had more like the had more like the flu-like symptoms you know and i couldn't taste couldn't smell and uh so i'm dumping barbecue sauce on these things i'm like these things absolutely fucking suck and sure shit i can't i can't taste the barbecue sauce on it and i'm like oh my god yes this is part of the symptoms right so Oh, a couple hours later, I'm like, dude, I can't even smell this shit. So, I grabbed a nail polish remover, my wife and I, and I'm sitting there fucking huffing it. And if you can never smell nail polish remover, like you know, when your wife or significant other is just, you know, dialing themselves up, cleaning this stuff off, right? I can't smell that. Hot sauce, I was doing like a COVID test on myself. I was huffing hot sauce, mustard, fucking nail polish remover and I couldn't smoke out it, too. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's quite different. It affects everyone a little bit differently, obviously. Um and you know, I guess I we were always precautious and clean about it all, but until you finally could track something yourself, like, you know, I've never really experienced anything like this. Um a little bit different. Yeah. But pulling through. We're we're pulling through but that's why we're quarantine and separate and that's why i'm calling in to take precautions of everybody else and us and you know it's wild as you don't know it for a couple of days because you don't even feel it yet or realize that you contracted it and you could go a couple of days um not even having symptoms so, or you're spreading it, yeah. you know what I mean?
0: Yep, and that's what I was about to say. There's actually been some really interesting things that have come out of the actual experience of getting COVID. Because up until this point, for for our family at least, it's just kind of been a, a, a thought process. It's kind of been this thing that could happen. In theory, this is what it's going to be like. But now that we've actually had it and gone through it and gone through the testing for it, um, it's kind of given me some new insight. So just so the audience knows, kind of walk them through what your initial symptoms were and then how it progressed.
1: Uh, We just had the cough originally, the stuffy nose, um, felt like the flu really, the cold like symptoms. You got the diarrhea freaking, you know, just the shit like that. And then the fatigue starts setting in a little bit where you start feeling tired and, you know, all of a sudden your motivations kind of just like, <laughs> I'm a pretty go-getter kind of person. When you start sitting around the house, cause you just like, you mentally want to go do it, but you're physically just don't want to. Right. Um, that's kind of what started setting yeah. in. I'm like, man, I kind of, you started reading about the COVID symptoms and stuff. And then, um, what really did it, like I said, was the day we started cooking the steak and I'm like, dude, I can't taste this stuff. Cause it took a couple of days for our saluter taste and smell you know yeah so that's kind of what started it and then um shit i had to go out to that job that day and i was cleaning tracks so they could pick the machine up kind of and uh i'm sweating through my clothes like you know i've worked through a lot of sicknesses and a lot of people in the trades have but you know typically a lot of the guys they drink nyquil and they just keep you know, trucking on through, like they'll work it out, sweat right. it out kind of thing. Right. And this is kind of more like, uh, the more you kind of work, the more sore and tired you're going to be. Yeah. So and then for a couple of days there, like we just, dude, we didn't do nothing but sleep. Yeah. And then you get out and you try to move around, like you start feeling better. Then all of a sudden the muscle, like, like anything you use, like if it was walking your legs or hips were sore, so your hands were sore. If you were trying to do anything, like I was trying to wire my truck a little bit and crawling around on the ground for like two hours and then like a couple hours later dude I couldn't even freaking move. I was so sore. Yeah. So um you know the vid's the vid's just a little different. Um still not scared of it. We've always tried to keep pretty good hygiene. Um the best you can in the trades. But um with this out, I mean I do like the new protocols and the stuff that you know, people are trying to stay cleaner. You go to the bathrooms, the soap and the hand sanitizers there. You know. Yeah. So, um, you know, the social distancing, the card space cleaning. You know, everyone just they keep a little more distance and safeness, but it was the, it's just different. I mean, you always hear it until you get it and contract it and kind of experience it. It's a little, little like ah, it ain't gonna happen to me or to hear say of oh, it ain't that bad, and all of a sudden you mean like. I can't smell or taste. Dude, that's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't smell still to today. My wife can. I could taste. Just started getting my taste back yesterday, but I still can't smell nothing. So, so like the COVID test of like Dutch ovening somebody or whatever is, you know, yeah still in effect right now. Yeah. So that's <laughs>
0: that's been one of the interesting things to me is uh kind of seeing this play out because right now, as, as everyone's aware, Like COVID has turned into this huge political thing. And so we're all in this weird, like, what do you believe? What's the truth? What's reality? And so to actually see it play out has been interesting because uh, you and Linda were not vaccinated, correct? Correct. And so Melissa and I were vaccinated. And so that's- when you got
1: vaccinated when?
0: Uh, We got vaccinated back in I think either May or June. (laughs) And so it's been interesting because- um, First of all, one of the things I do want to address is I know people are going to fire back and be like, "Well, the the vaccine doesn't work. You you they lied to us. It's totally," and that's not well, the case.
1: This is why we're having the conversation because this is going to spark a lot of interest and a lot of a lot of stories and a lot of people's opinion. Yes, and we're more just kind of talking factual. Yeah, stuff exactly. I, yeah, exactly.
0: So, I just want to talk through what happened. I I think. I think the fact that this has turned out to become such a politicized thing is just nonsense. And so I really do want to come at it from the approach of just kind of walking through what happened. And so, so we did get COVID, even though we had the vaccine, but that's that wasn't really a surprise because all of the medical experts have said that these new variants that are coming through are able to get past the vaccine, but- you're gonna have it way less. Your your symptoms are gonna be You're way dead, less. Though. Yeah, than yeah. than someone without the vaccine. And that's actually exactly what Rick and I saw is Rick and Linda got hit really hard. They had the hardcore flu symptoms. They were super achy, had the fever going on and all of that stuff. Yeah, it
1: knocked us down pretty hard.
0: Yeah. And Melissa and I both, I've got I'm on about a four, four-ish day delay from where Melissa was. Um she's on the back side of it now but we both have had cold symptoms. So super congested, <laughs> feeling tired, um, you know, feeling kind of gross, but at the same time, it's not like you're down and out. It's, it's right. been much more mild. And so that's You've been, been a little
1: more functional.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, you know, yesterday I was when I really came down with it and uh, we took the kids up to the local school up here to ride their bikes around in the, in the parking lot. Obviously we're social distancing and there's no one else in the parking lot. So it's not like we're out in public, but um, we well, took the kids you up.
1: Still follow the, you still follow the guidelines. Oh,
0: exactly. Yeah. We're not, we're not going okay. to any stores. We're not going around to any yeah. people. This was just an empty parking lot over the weekend. And so um, we, you know, even with both of us being in the middle of it, Melissa on the tail end, me on the front end, we were both functional enough to be able to take the kids up there and go ride bikes and everything. So I will say 100% uh, having the vaccine is doing exactly what all of the medical experts have said. We we had far fewer symptoms than Rick and Linda did. Um, and it seems like we're recovering quicker too. Cause you guys were down for, for the majority we of a week. 10 yeah. 10 yeah. days. Uh, Melissa has yep. been down for about three or four days now. And uh, we were talking about it this morning, and she's she's already feeling almost back to normal, so her recovery time was a lot quicker. It seems like too. So
1: yeah, I'd say about half the time.
0: Yeah, so I think that's really interesting. And then just to kind of piggyback off of that from our conversation earlier, Rick, has this kind of made you and Linda reconsider? And just to be clear, you guys weren't anti-vaccine. It just really wasn't a priority.
1: Exactly, we're anti-vaccine and. Um, I'm more of a realist. Like I just don't rush like the vaccines out. I'm not the person that's just going to sign up and go get it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm more of a street smart, common sense, smart kind of person, I think. Um, so I don't, I don't make just like big rash decisions. Cause I've had people that have had the vaccine <laughs> that it really affected them. They got sicker and shit. And then you hear some of the studies from, you know, whether you look up good information or bad information, like the social media is going to flood out. Like if you, if you're a Trump humper and it's on your phone and you look it up, your, your analog, I think that's analytics.
0: Yeah. Your analytics. Your, yep. phone,
1: your phone is just going to constantly every day pull up nothing but Trump. Yes. If you're a Biden supporter and you, you know, you voted for Biden and you, or you think, like a Democrat kind of person, then it's going to just flood your phone with that. So yep. if you're a uh, anti-vaccine person, which I'm not an anti-vaccine, but I was looking up more goods and bads of the virus and then the get into flu shot. Well, that's going to take something like my telephone or anything <laughs> you think, and it's going to pull up why you shouldn't get it. Right. Right. And then if you're a pro vaccine, you look it up and it's going to be, you know, pro vaccine all over your telephone. So, right when I talked to the people that I have had contact with that had been around cause see, the other thing is, is like we kept the social distancing and you know, we follow that guidelines and stuff and we didn't get sick for almost two years. Yep. And I ran into people that have been vaccinated that were sickers could be, they had different reactions. And then you start hearing of, you know, people dying, people not dying kind of thing from the vaccine. So, it's kind of like catch-22. Do you do it? Do you not do it? And for us, I was kind of more like, oh, I'm just going to let this kind of play out and see what happens. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things. You're, it's a herd mentality, and I know for a fact that everybody's going to get some way or form of it, right? So, right. like, I'm, I'm not terrified of it, and I'm not going to say you should be vaccinated or not vaccinated, but it does kind of put in different perspectives of, you know, your guys' reaction compared to like how it affected you to how it affected us. So yeah. um you know that's really that's really it. But you know, when you get looking at the politics and it's so political behind it. And I'm not a very political person. Like if you want to talk common sense, I don't care who you are, I could talk common sense with you. But when you start talking well this and that and it's a money grab or Right you know, this guy's behind it, this person's behind it you know, it's kind of kind of just one of those things. Well, let's kind of take a step back and see how it plays out, and then, of course, we detracted it and got our ass handed to us for fucking five to ten days. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, your guy's recovery time's been, I guess I want to say a little bit easier than ours. So I I'm looking at it, and I'm not 100 percent sure going to get it, but it's in the back of my mind now. You know, well, now it's time to start doing your own studies. I mean, like we went to Tractor Supply the other day, and obviously people are doing their own studies already, and the Ivermectin metric, which the patent...
0: Oh, the Ivermectin or whatever? The yeah. Whor-
1: yeah. 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 So that patent expired back in 1985, and that's why, um, you know, now they're trying to get like this miracle drug that cures COVID for like 1200 bucks, kind of thing, right? And I got buddies that I know that got cases of it and they've been swallowing swallowing it every day for two years and they swear that they ain't getting sick and this and that. And it's like, now I'm shooting some horse drug in my body. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's
0: in all honesty, that's what gets me with, with those people is at the end of the day, you know, take COVID out of it. Talk about any other thing. you know, talk about polio. If someone just says, I don't trust the polio vaccine at all, but I do trust this horse tranquilizer. Like that's the part to me of the ivermectin that I don't, I just don't understand is you're totally willing to discount science and, and these things that are being proven by doctors. And then also by anecdotal cases, like your, you know, Rick and I, you're you're willing to totally discount all of that to throw a, a horse drug in your system because and
1: you could barely use a telephone and you're going to
0: calculate
1: the doses Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I just that to <laughs> me blows. I'm just like, okay, I, I can understand having some doubts about the vaccine because of how quickly it was developed and everything. And Correct. even there, if you really dive down deep into it, there's really not that much to be worried about. But I totally understand people that are worried about that. I totally get it. Yes. Yeah. Where you lose me is where we go. No, 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 no. I read on Facebook that right, this is right. the way to do it, and I this just guy, go.
1: <laughs> this guy's self quarantining. He's self medicating. He's taking care of business himself.
0: You done messed and up, Aaron.
1: Like, <laughs> exactly. And it's like you know we do have some of the smartest doctors in the world, but you know, seeing where I come from, like the whole common common sense factor of all this stuff is like back before the election, um, what was it, Obama's, Fauci was on TV, him and Bill Gates were saying that there's gonna be a virus that we ain't gonna be able to control. Yep. That's gonna like wipe out, you know, the world. Sure. And that was only eight years ago. Like you could look that up and actually fact find it, yep. right?
0: One hundred percent.
1: So once all this kind of starts coming out and then you hear that it's a man made, comes out of uh, China there and everything and you start getting the conspiracy people involved and the realist people involved it's like you don't really know what to expect and then when they just pump and out so fast so quick it's like well for me I'm just going to kind of give it a little bit sure. and kind of see the outcome before we go get a vaccine right sure. so and then now you start hearing um, you know you got to get boosters and this and that and then you get a vaccine and you could be a COVID carrier and spreader and they're still, you know, people that are vaccinated are still c- contracting COVID. And it's like, well shit for two years, we didn't get nothing, yep. you know? And it's like, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent pro vaccine or anti vaccine, but just the um, outcomes between like what happened to you and I, yeah, it kind of makes me look at the scenario again.
0: Yeah. Right. So, well, that's been a whole um, other. So I, again, you've brought up a couple of interesting points that I kind of want to go down into. Like the, one of the aspects is social media. Um, For those of the, for listeners who are not aware, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is fact. You can go online and look it up anywhere. What Rick was saying about the algorithms between social media and even Google uses these sort of algorithms on your search uh, terms they they point results at you. So if they go, okay, here's a guy who loves Trump, he clearly hates the virus, and you search coronavirus, it's right. going to point you at results that further <coughs> enhance your view that the coronavirus is you know, or the vaccine is this big evil thing. And likewise, if you're a Biden supporter and you're fully uh against ivermectin and you're fully 100 percent for the virus. If you Google coronavirus, it's gonna point things talking about how terrible ivermectin is and how um how amazing and totally uh symptom free the, the vaccine is. It's these are this is not conspiracy theory. This actually happens and it's in my opinion and I think a lot of other people's people's opinions, like that's part of what has made the country over the last Five-ish to ten years, so politicized, and and why you no longer well, have divided this divided
1: a lot of them.
0: Yeah, you all. no you no longer have this political middle ground that you typically had. It's turned into you're either for us or against us, and a lot of that yep. really comes from these algorithms. It's called confirmation bias. If you've never heard that term, confirmation bias is where I already have a view on something. Now I'm going to go search for things that further help my view instead of looking for independent, you know, totally independent sources to kind of educate yourself. Instead, you're pointedly searching for things to further entrench. And that's what the social media platforms are doing is through these search terms, you don't realize it, but you're receiving all of this confirmation bias that's further entrenching you. And so then it becomes this big back and forth battle to where you don't, and this is actually what what I really enjoy about Rick and I's relationship is Rick and I have opposing views on on our views All on politics love. and on the virus and on the vaccine like but we can sit here and we can talk through them and it's not a I'm going to one up you it's no let me hear your opinion so I can think through that and I'll, I'm I'm I make counter with an argument but it's in a respectful way and it's more
1: other when
0: we're done, though, and it's more so you know? that we can talk through that, and I can, you know, further form a better opinion whether it's moving more towards Rick's side of the table or, or you know, staying on mine. At least I have a better informed opinion, and those sort of conversations don't happen in this country as much anymore because of social media making it so polarized. <laughs> Instead, it turns right. into. Fuck you! I'm, you know, you're you're an idiot. I don't have to listen to you because look at these eighteen articles that Facebook just pulled up for me that say that ivermectin is a miracle drug,
1: right? So and that the virus vaccine is not going to work, and you know we're going to just self medicate, and that's it, where the whole yes separation and dividing come is if you just don't think like me or act like me or the same views and go fuck you.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. And another thing I wanted to touch on too is. Uh, I think another one of the big problems, again, made and really exacerbated by social media is the fact that, like you just said, there were some people that have had complications with the vaccine. I I don't think any sane, logical logical human being would sit here and say, no, no one's ever, no one's had a problem with the vaccine. It's 100,000% safe. Well, no, that's not reality. Take any of your... Any of the vaccines that you're required to get as a kid right now, there are cases where kids have trouble with those vaccines. There are kids that have died or had severe complications from those vaccines. Now, yeah. does that mean we should stop giving kids those vaccines and that they're totally ineffective? No, I don't think so. yeah, not at all. It's it's just that for, because I
1: believe in vaccinating, I just don't believe in over-vaccinating. Like I think everybody to a point, needs, you know, the basic vaccines right off the get going to whatever. But America has turned into more of a money grab where we over vaccinate constantly. And like, you know, for example, like the flu vaccine. Okay. Yeah. You know, you could take a test that still shows if you still have the antibodies from a vaccine before. Well, that's to mention. You don't need to over vaccinate. And that's kind of where I come from is like, we don't vaccinate. Every single year, because when I used to, we used to get so sick, and I'd go down for like a couple months at a time, right? So we would get the flu vaccine, you know, we get our tetanus shots, we'd get all the cold shit every year. When I stopped and slowed down, I didn't get as sick. And, I, you know, the human body could actually heal itself a lot more And just pumping it every year of every single thing, right? Well and
0: the big thing too with those flu vaccines, there's like four or five, six I don't even know how many strains there are, but there's a lot of different strains of flu. Yeah, and you only you only vaccinate against one or two strains.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what I want to know? What's that? After all this COVID went, where the fuck's the flu at? Yeah. How come nothing how come the flu does not exist no more?
0: Well, it's there. It's just being totally overshadowed. Because right. we have something bigger and better to talk about yeah.
1: now. <laughs> right. But every time someone every time someone gets sick or die, like, so if something happens to <laughs> one of us and so you got the antibodies because you got the shot or you got sick and contracted like I did, yep. if something happens and you die, they mark your death, COVID now, because they test you and you got the antibodies of COVID. So that must have been what killed you.
0: So I'm not... Right?
1: Even though... Even though you were like in a full-blown uh, accident or whatever, it will make it like COVID-related half the time. And that's where, you know, I kind of started looking at everything going, well, just wait a second here and give us a second because this shit's just kind of out of control. Well, and
0: see, that's know? where I, and this is me literally, Rick, I don't know. How much of that no, is no. is social media hype versus how much of that's actually happening? Because I won't I won't argue that it's not happening because it's it's actually absolutely been proven that in certain places it is. My big question through all of that is how much of that is actually happening versus like we just talked about with social media and news, how much of it is being exacerbated and really blown over the top? And I don't have an answer. I don't well, know the answer to that.
1: And when all this first started, obviously I do a lot of. Uh, Work for quite a bit of doctors and attorneys and stuff. Yep. And when this first started, uh, I had a doctor over in Grand Rapids that I went and did work for when it first started. And he's like, you know, it's wild because we do not have any COVID here right now in our hospitals. He says, the only people that we have is from Detroit. And it comes such a money grab. They were busing, not busing, ambulance riding you know, people out from Detroit or Flint area. Cause obviously it's more populated, and it's spread faster. When was this out? Uh, when COVID first hit like gotcha. a year and a half ago. Gotcha. And he's like, we have no COVID. And after we treat them and put them on a ventilator, he told me it was like some ridiculous amount of number, like 10 grand, whatever ventilator thing or something. Yep. He's like, then we're having to call their relative to come pick them up from Detroit or Flint. And he's like, we have none here in Grand Rapids right now oh. or Holland right? And then I did another job for a doctor that was a hand surgeon, the one up in Grand Blanc, where I have been messing with those trees for a couple of years. And same thing, um, Sonny and George, you know, they followed the precautions. Now, they went and got vaccinated because they're in a hospital field where he goes, we haven't had no cases in a year of COVID at the hospital they were at. So, and that's coming firsthand from the surgeons that were in it right away, right? So, and obviously as it, it progresses, it's going to get worse and people are going to start getting um, more of the coronavirus as it gets spread further, you know, it spreads pretty quick. And so that's where I kind of start taking the stance of like, all right, well, I'm going to just kind of wait a little bit and see what happens. And I'm kind of talking to some people at the front lines at that time. That was kind of like, yeah, we're not getting nothing. So then it's like, well, geez, is this a political move to get Trump out of office to keep you um, focused on the vid? you right. Instead of the president election or yeah. is this something that's actually real? Or, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I look at constantly when something new comes. Like, I just don't dive in and be like, yeah, sure. Shoot me up. Yeah. And someone's having a reaction. Like my wife has a um, immune system, like Hashimoto's and stuff. So we don't just dive right in because, you know, everything affects her a little bit harder and different. Sure. Right. So we do a little more uh, research on our Why own. Are you the, and way even they the are? Nah, I ask <laughs> it every time, man. But, you know, even the doctors, like they understood Our doctors and we talked to them about it, and they're like, "Well, you should get vaccinated, blah blah." But we understand, and you know, just best of luck and keep your distance. And like, they weren't like trying to push it on you, but they weren't also like, "Hey, don't get vaccinated, right?" So it's just it's just a different stand these days, and that's the whole thing with the social media and the news and everything. It's just like whatever you want to believe, you can find enough evidence to believe whatever you want to think of right so if you think it's the end of the world and apocalypse is coming i mean i'm sure you could youtube it and google it and sure as shit it's starting you know so that's the that's the hard part of this whole covid thing but you know it is sad there are people dying it is affecting people and there has been loved ones that are lost due to it all but it's quite the conversation though when you actually find how many people aren't vaccinated? How many people are vaccinated? But, you know, what's wild is you get talking to some of these people that are, like, anti-vaccine, and they went and got the COVID vaccine as soon as it came out. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's quite a bit of fear on a lot of aspects and different levels of it all, and people don't want to die, but they're scared. They're scared to die, but they don't want to vaccinate for everything, but they run out get the COVID vaccine, but you know, we're all born with like a death sentence. Like we're going to die, whether it's your turn on COVID or a car crash or old age or, you know, whatever. So I don't necessarily don't live in fear because of it all.
0: So that's another one of those arguments that, that I think one of the really effective, uh, kind of counters to that is seatbelts. Like seatbelts are kind of the same way. Like, yes, (laughs) you've got your, you, you've got, your life could end at any point in time, right? But you still wear your seatbelt because you don't want to necessarily openly welcome death. You're doing something to at least take some preventative measures. And so Correct. that's kind of the way I view the vaccine is if, and this is something that we haven't mentioned up until this point, but you and I talked about the other day, what, what seems to be reality. Once you kind of shuffle through all the bullshit peddling that's going around between both sides of the table, what seems to be the case is the vast majority of people don't struggle hardcore with COVID. You know, it's something no. similar to what you and Linda experienced where you, you get a pretty rough flu-like series of events that happen. And then over the course of eight days, you get over it and on with your life. And then, right. then there's some people that don't struggle even that hard with it.
1: But Well, they didn't even know they had it. They thought it was just a common cold yep. in a couple of days and it's gone. Exactly. Right? But and then, then you hear the people that just extremely just one second they're here, then they're gone. Well,
0: that's what I was going to say. Is there is a small percentage of the population that if you get it, you for whatever reason got fucked and drew the short straw, and yep, you're and not your going to make it. Go. Yep, and that's, well, that's where life though it you is know, that's life. But but this is also where I feel like it's not out of the question for the rest <laughs> of the population to jump through some little hoops to help protect that weak part of the population, which which in reality, that's really what we're doing with any vaccine, is we're, we're protecting the weak part of the herd by the rest of us doing our part. And that's where this whole thing has gotten so out of control from a political standpoint that it's become more about, I'm not getting the vaccine because I stand for this or I am getting the vaccine because I stand for this. It's more about proving some point that's unrelated to the actual vaccine than it is about getting the vaccine.
1: Well, that, but it's kind of the also of the political thing of like a woman could have abortion, my body, my choice, right? Like they give it to them and now they're trying to force this upon you. Instead of coming at you like, Hey, you know, and they talk you through and this is what's going to happen. We would recommend that you get it, well, soon do they start trying to force something upon people, like, it's going to be forced to do this or else, that's when you start sparking the whole resistance of America, like, "Um, fuck you, we're not going to be governed, you're not going to govern our kids and govern our body and tell us what we can and can't do, but yet, here we are, letting all these immigrants now come through, unvaccinated, thousands a day, giving them a visa and letting them vote, but they're not even vaccinated. They're just coming on through. It's not like they're stopping them, signing them up, getting them vaccinated, getting them into voter system, making them a citizen. They're just letting these people in. So, you know, when you start trying to force this upon people, I mean, you're going to get a lot of resistance too. You know, you can't just, you can't just say, oh, well, you, you get to choose and pick what you get to do to your body. And then all of a sudden, take this, it's going to be mandated or else like eventually it's going to be forced upon people of, you know, if you want a driver's license or a CDL, don't want to renew it or whatever, you know, already like the cruises, you got to have a vaccine or you can't go on a cruise. Right. So they're going to force this upon people sooner or later. So and that's the, that's the stance of where I kind of get on the boat of, well, give me some time to make up my own decision because. I could think for myself and feed myself and pay my own bills and make a wage. You're not going to just force something right up on me. Cause Joe Biden thinks that it's fucking the thing that needs to happen. Right. So,
0: well, but let me ask you where, this. Cause, cause that kind of goes into, and this is a genuine question. I'm not trying to start shit. I'm genuine oh, question. Yeah. So let's start. A fucking let's start yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Rick.
1: <laughs> Our people just need something to listen to. Yeah, that's right. Let's so,
0: so let me ask you this polio we don't have to deal with polio did you did you get a polio vaccine as a kid
1: I'm sure I did
0: so if you if you had it you would or I'm sorry smallpox that's what I'm trying to think of Smallpox. Yeah, I,
1: think, I think i think
0: so you have the scar on your arm uh, you'll know is if that you, the
1: smallpox no yeah. you know what I think smallpox was uh
0: that was eradicated <laughs> before you were born
1: <laughs> no wasn't that the one that they would make you sleep with like someone else like lay next to him when you were remember, sick. like if you had a cousin or sister or someone that was sick. Oh no, no, that's
0: chicken pox. That's well, chicken pox. Chicken pox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, smallpox okay. was deadly, and so yeah, um, I
1: think everybody was vaccinated for that. So when every, we were born. That's like the first shots that you get as a kid, right?
0: Exactly, and so as a result, smallpox for our generation. The reason I was asking is because I don't have a smallpox vaccine. Um. And and pretty much
1: I don't have a scar on my arm anywhere.
0: Okay, then then you don't either. So you're kind of right there with me. Which how old are you, Rick? I always forget.
1: I'm I'm going to be 38 here in Devil's Night.
0: Okay, yeah. So you're only you're only a year and a half or so older than I am. So our generation didn't have to get the smallpox vaccine because what?
1: That that makes me a little bit smarter than you.
0: Well, I that wouldn't, but, you know, I wouldn't go that far. Tear, revert tear. <laughs> Don't get too cocky there. <laughs> but the, my, where I was going with that is the smallpox vaccine wasn't a political movement. There was nothing political about it. It was the world went, holy shit. Here's this thing that is killing crazy amounts of people. And we happen to have developed a vaccine that eradicates it. And yep. so we need everyone, we need to vaccinate everyone. And so it wasn't it wasn't an option. You just got the smallpox vaccine.
1: Correct.
0: And as a result, we don't have smallpox anymore. And and right. where I kind of the ball gets fumbled in my mind on this whole thing is we have a similar situation here to where we have this coronavirus, which is more deadly than the flu. It's more deadly than a lot of these other diseases, and we have a vaccine now that, up until these mutants came along, uh, the uh, what do you call them? I just lost the the name of it. What do you call it, Rick? The variants. Uh,
1: the variants. Yeah, yeah. Bef- Delta bef- virus. Yeah. Shit.
0: Before we had all of these variants, this vaccine was working. But what happened was because this somehow and. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna piss people off. I know it. I'm just gonna piss yeah, people. off.
1: Yeah, but we're not we're not lab rats, man. <laughs> you can't just test on us.
0: But but that's the thing is, it wasn't really being tested on us. It this was something that that's, that's it wasn't some,
1: it being tested on us. They just made this thing and pumped it out into the world. Like here, take this. Well, this but, is gonna save you with no data, no research. Come here, boy. Well, but that's let me eject this and save you.
0: Well, that's where that's where a lot of the the social media got involved and that that side of it was very inflated because Correct. this particular vaccine for coronavirus specifically yes was rushed to get out on the market but the technology behind it the the mRNA or whatever it is that that the way that it actually works that everyone's so upset about and thinks is totally experimental has been under development for Decades, so it's not like it was this totally new formulation of cereal mix that no one has ever tried before. It was literally like, okay, here's this cereal mix that's been in development for twenty years, but we changed the sugar out for, right? You know, a artificial sweetener, and so we added some
1: salt to it. Yeah,
0: and so it wasn't (laughs) like we just got injected with all of this totally new thing. And so that's where social media really, really they run that out of proportion and so yeah, they run with it where this really started being political from the get-go and I I know I'm gonna piss everyone off when I say it but Trump was the one who very initially at the outbreak of the coronavirus as soon as fauci said something that Trump didn't like as Trump did with everything he immediately took the ball and ran a different direction and turned it into a political thing and yeah, that but was what
1: about what about this whole fauci and Bill Gates and everybody? Talking like eight years ago talking about a virus that you won't ever see that will come out of nowhere and just it's going to take over the world that we ain't going to be able to stop like did they predict this did they did they just know or was it just something that was all of a sudden you know they knew something about it was going to have something to basically like i said make people think about that instead of the election and
0: no, Even, you know, I think that was there's and a I'd,
1: video of it all. Oh, like, I know. How do you make a movie about all this and say that there's gonna be this fucking deadly virus that's gonna basically ruin the world? And I mean it's it's deadly, all right. It it does fuck some people up, but how do you how can you come out and say something like that and then all of a sudden, you know, just blame it on a on a, one man like the president? Yeah, he would have spoken. But you got Fauci and Bill Gates that were sitting there basically saying that this was going to happen eight years ago.
0: And that's, to me, that's where, again, social media has taken something that's totally explainable and they've run away with the conspiracy theories. I'd have to go back and watch the video, but I'm fairly confident if it's the one I'm thinking of. They were talking about, you know, overall the biggest threat to the world right now. We've we've got bombs. We've got everything you need to start a war and defend yourself and everything. But the, the one biggest threat to humanity is a disease that we don't know what it is. We don't know how it acts and we don't have any sort of like predisposed immunity to it. And so it was more of a prediction of it is a matter of time before something like this comes along because there's also some really interesting things happening, which I don't know if you're aware of this, this has been fascinating with global warming and everything that's going on. We've got a lot of the permafrost up in the Arctic that's melting Yep. One of the things that's coming out of that permafrost that's been on freeze for millions of years.
1: Let uh, me guess a fix for the coronavirus.
0: Not a fix. Uh, maybe a younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're talking all of these like prehistoric bacteria and diseases yeah. that are now coming out of the print. And so that's ultimately to go back to what your statement was like them talking about it eight years ago. It wasn't, hey, we know this deep, dark secret and it's just a time bomb and we're going to have something ready. It's more of, hey, this is a prediction on we've got to be aware of this and we have to start thinking about this. And, and and the grand in the grand scheme of things, that sort of thinking is why we had any protocols put in place at the outbreak of Corona uh, is because of the fact that they had gone through these thought exercises on what could potentially happen in one of these situations. And again, that's where you had Trump going totally divergent from Fauci from the get go. <laughs> Where Fauci's going, look, we've thought about this. We've we've gone through this whole thought process of how this should be handled because we knew that eventually we were going to have to face something like this. And Trump took it and went, Nope, it's a political issue. And that's where America kind of broke and it all of a sudden turned into this giant political issue. And right. kind of go back to my original point with the whole the the smallpox and polio and everything is we had this thing to where If it wasn't this political thing and people had gotten the vaccine and we were able to get those vaccinated numbers high enough that herd immunity kicked in, all of a sudden we could have really, really put a stop to the virus before those variants got out of control. But because it had already been politicized, you had social media really exacerbating the media run
1: out. One
0: hundred percent, I 100% agree. Social media and the media itself fueled the fire. And now we have all of these variants and it's no longer this thing that's just been able to be contained. It's broken free again. And now it's working through, you know, these new variants are resistant to the vaccine. And that's an, another whole aspect of this is just how much people have have decided that we need to, to we need to start dealing in absolutes. The vaccine either works or it doesn't work. And there's no in between. Or, or, you know, ivermectin works or it doesn't work and there's no in between. It's, this has never been about absolutes. The vaccine, it was never said the vaccine is going to 100,000% be effective.
1: It was also said,
0: and it's also never been said that the, the vaccine was going to be 100,000% safe for every individual. Likewise. If you're vaccinated, you're not guaranteed not to die. There have been vaccinated people who have died from the virus. Likewise, if you haven't been vaccinated, you're not 100,000% guaranteed not to die. There's This isn't a game of absolutes to where if you find one exception to the rule, then the rule is no longer valid. And that's Correct. the part to me that just continues to blow my mind is how this got so far down the political trail that... Now it's if a single person dies that has been vaccinated, then the vaccine doesn't work. And if Correct. one single person, uh, you know, has issues with ivermectin, then ivermectin doesn't work. It's these two right. just opposing sides of absolutes. And, and it never should have been that way.
1: Well, and what, and the other thing is like, if I get vaccinated, we contract this again. And my symptoms are completely nonchalant compared to yours and like let's just say hypothetically uh the velcro household over here is we're immune to it we're not gonna get sick ever again because we got the vaccine and our body reacts different than you know your guys' so you know what what doesn't work for one person works for another. I mean everybody's body's different. Yep. And you know that's what I'm just saying. Like it they try to make a thing as a whole. I mean when you make something like this fast so fast you know, and they're doing studies as fast as they can. These smart people are, you know, making decisions as fast as they can. They got to take this as a whole group and kind of just make a one thing that fits ninety percent of it. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna fix a hundred percent. But right. if it if it helps ninety percent of them, like the best of luck to you. Here you go. We're trying, and I mean it was actually pretty impressive how fast they made something that half ass has results and um kind of has helped the public. Right. I mean, they made it like lightning speed.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, the Trump administration did, did push that out pretty quick. So like them or hate them. I mean, the man, the man did do something that was like extremely fast, you know? So, but that, that's the kind of wild thing of like now, you know, they're pushing this vaccine for companies over like a hundred people. If you got over a hundred people, you know, they're trying to you're you're mandated basically to vaccinate or to take your employees have to take a test uh weekly. Right. You know? And it's just one of those things like this is affecting a lot of people in the trades and a lot of people out there on you know, a whole different lifestyle. I mean, I do like the more Santa, sanitization of everybody being clean and kind of actually being cautious of themselves. Like I do like the protocols that you do see, like people are actually washing their hands now and you don't yeah. see the sinks drying, the paper towels, sitting right, there, right. you know, and the soap empty. Like, so I have, I have really enjoyed a lot of that, um, from this. Like, I think, I think as a whole, America should have been a lot cleaner. Yeah. Like the protocols were. So I think that's kind of how this virus got a little bit out of control so fast as we were such a dirty fucking country, dude. Yep. And you know, like pick your nose, pull out your hundred dollar bill, buy your groceries and go get a burger and drive home and stop at a bar for a beer and hang out with your buddies. How many dick beaters were fucking not washed? Like, you know, I think the fucking sanitation has been a lot better protocol. And if we were a lot cleaner, kind of following, um, you know, the guidelines now in place as a whole, I think, I think we would have had a lot better handle on like this kind of virus outbreak, you know, the sanitation of, like you go to the grocery stores and they're constantly cleaning the bathroom and the carts and, you know, they're trying to actually keep up on some hygiene. I think as a whole anymore, I think a lot more people in America are aware and it's sad that it took a fucking virus like this to knock the country down and knock the world down for everyone to be like, Hey, you know, we should wash our fucking hands. Yeah. And, you know, maybe a little sanitizer and, uh, you know, I like the whole keeping the distance. You don't have the little bastard kids ramming the uh, grocery cart in the back of your ankles anymore. Or- you son of a- <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: the worst feeling too.
1: <laughs> you know, so I do like all that, but I mean, that's just, I think the trades does do a pretty good job of trying to keep a lot of things clean as a whole, but I think it, I think we could all still improve, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really what this vaccine and talk about and the social media that blow this out of the proportion is like, you know, we're not, we just weren't, just weren't keeping up on it at all. And I think, I think the virus could have been dealt with a little better and the vaccine could have been explained a little more. And the political grab could have not been so hard and, you know, people would have understood it more. And I think did a better job if we were just clean as a whole country. And now we're just so divided and debating and don't know what to believe. And all these people are so freaking brainwashed that, you know, it's just running out of control now.
0: Well, and that's another aspect of this whole thing is, uh, if, if I go into a store and I decide not to wear a mask, that, that should just be a decision about whether or not I'm going to wear a mask. It shouldn't be some sort of crossing a political picket line. And likewise, right. if you and Linda decide to go get vaccinated, it should just be a decision that, hey, after a new experience or new information or whatever reason, we've just decided for us, we want to go get vaccinated again. That shouldn't be viewed as crossing some sort of political picket line and that's I guess the most frustrating thing about the way this whole thing has kind of developed is it's no longer about objectively like I'm going to wear a mask today because I'm coughing a little bit I'm not going to wear a mask next week because I'm over it instead it's oh today I'm a democrat and I love face masks and I love trampling on freedom or next week I fuck that mask and fuck all those liberals what it has nothing to do with that like that's totally unrelated, but that's where this country has gone is if we've made it, I'm either getting the vaccine and fuck those conservatives or I'm not getting the vaccine and fuck those liberals.
1: Exactly. But you know, it's the same sense. So like when my wife got sick, you used to be able to get the information, call up to the doctors. Like if you were at work and check on how your significant other or whatever was going. And and if you're not put on the paperwork no more because of the HIPAA law, like they, they won't even tell you if your wife's in the hospital, they right. won't even acknowledge you if right. you're their fucking husband or significant other or a friend that's calling it because you and you know, you knew something was wrong. They won't even talk to you, but now they want to know if you're vaccinated or not. And it's like a public thing. Yeah. But the HIPAA thing, like I can't even talk to someone like my wife that's fucking sick and like we're, we're bending all these fucking rules though. And we're not, we're not keeping everything straight. And that's where I have an issue with a lot of this too, is like, okay, do you really think it's my business to know if you're vaccinated or not, right? Like, you know, and you know if you're doing the right thing or not. You know, if you're sick, like I quarantined and didn't go out, Um, you know, you know. And if you do go out, you put a mask on and you, maybe you do put gloves on and you sanitize. But that mask is, if you, you know, so you're not going out spreading even though you actually know that you're sick, right? So right. that's kind of part of it of like just doing your due diligence and being honest to yourself and truthful to the public. But so many people just don't care and they're broken down inside that you know, the the hatred and the, the dividing is like one guy's sick and he's just like, I don't give a fuck, you could get sick with me, you know? Yeah. And that's kinda that's kinda like just so much of this country's getting divided and you just see it with the trades and you see it in the public and you know you, you don't you don't see like a welcome committee when Biden comes to town and you don't see the uh Republicans and Democrat working with each other anymore. Like they used to try to help and come up with a middle ground solution. Now it's just if you're not fuck fucking a Republican guys. then yeah. fuck you and if you ain't the Democrat then fuck you and honestly I just gotta say fuck the deep state and the whole Rhino itself. Like, yeah, you know, they're making that's, that's a whole another topic someday, but these people are making decisions for us blue collar people working. Yeah. That doesn't even like affect them. You
0: so, know? so one of the things I would ask people is anytime you're making any decision, whether it's wear a mask, whether it's vaccinate, whether it's uh, how you conduct yourself with social distancing, what I would encourage everyone to do is ask yourself, what would I do if this were Ebola. Because, well, I, but, but genuinely, how would you hint? Cause, cause what you were just saying actually makes total sense to me. The fact that you have all of these hip laws that, that are about protecting your health privacy, but at the same time, people want to know whether or not you're vaccinated. And part of me right. agrees with that. Like, yeah, it shouldn't necessarily be anyone's business, but the flip side of that is um, if you want to attend public school, you have to show that you, your kids have been vaccinated. Um, right. Another thing is, if we were to think about this as being Ebola, would you be okay with someone coming into a room with you, not having an Ebola vaccine, knowing that there's a small chance they could be bringing Ebola in with them? Like, would it be okay to not disclose that?
1: Right. And, and that's where, you know, a lot more people need to just take a stand on it and just be honest and do the right thing. I mean, You know, it's just like, uh, I got to take a quick break. Okay. (laughs) Give me a pause. (laughs) Okay. All right, bye.
0: All right, guys. Brian, back at you here. Unfortunately, Rick had something pop up. He had to let us go, um, but we were getting towards the end of our hour anyway. Uh, One thing I do want to say to everyone here is... This is this is all conversation among friends here. Uh, Please don't take any of this to heart. Like, you know, you have to pick one side or the other. Really, what we wanted to come out of this is uh, just a good discussion among friends about the political situation that we're in right now and just all of the wackiness that's going on. So we're going to call it for this one. We will catch you guys on the next episode of Sweat and Grime.